Grab onto the wheel. Fasten your seatbelts. And step on the gas. WebmasterRadio.fm is going to take you on the ride of your life. You've just stepped off the curb into Rush Hour. Rush hour. Your Rush Hour hosts, Neil and Cameron, will take you on a fast-paced adventure to the high-tech metropolis known as social media, blogs, social networks, book marketing, and more. Around every corner are the tools you'll need for marketing through the social web. Now, the light is green, but stay right where you are, because you're in Rush Hour. everybody. Today is June 20th, and today is Rush Hour with uh, Cameron Oltius and I, Neil Patel. And I believe we have a host, uh, Jane from SEO Mods. you there, Jane? Hi, yes, I'm here. Good to, good to talk to you guys. I'm hey, Jane from SEO Mods, and I'll be helping out with the show today. Cool. So how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm uh, sitting here in Seattle uh, looking through world of social media. There's some um, pretty interesting things going on today. I... Uh, was um, browsing TechCrunch earlier, and this uh, whole deal with MySpace and Yahoo is pretty interesting. I, uh, different people have got different takes on what's going on there. I don't know if it would be such a good idea for Yahoo, quite honestly, but I don't know what you guys think. I pretty much agree that it's. I don't think it would be a good idea at all. I think if Yahoo did that, that would, you know, be a huge mistake for them, and it would end up crippling them. Because, in my opinion, MySpace. I mean, yeah, obviously they're still growing at this point and stuff, but I think I see everybody jumping ship, or at least a lot of people jumping ship and heading to Facebook. And I don't know, I just think I just think MySpace's time is is coming to an end. It just, I don't know, every time I get on there, it just feels really cheap, and I'm always being spammed by, you know, porno sites and all this other stuff, and, you know, I just... <laughs> yeah, I, don't know, I, I just, feel like it's really spammy, too, and I, I you know, I they... Looking at their Alexa graph on TechCrunch that shows MySpace still growing, um, you know, I think that a lot of the people, who, or a lot of the profiles that are probably being created on there are, are spam, are mortgage companies, are, um, you know, the, the charming young women who sometimes IM you and want to add you as friends, uh, who the only thing they're trying to do is direct you to webcam sites and stuff like that, and... You know, I, I've been on Facebook for a long time, and I don't get that on Facebook. So I think that um, the, although numbers don't lie, I think that numbers may lie in this case in that a lot of the people who are signing up for Facebook accounts aren't legitimate users that the site would really want. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I never get spammed on, on Facebook. I think I've had only just like a, a couple of requests and I've been like a member there for about a year, and I think in that time I've probably only had a couple of requests that seemed like they were from, you know, not illegitimate people or spam or whatever. Where it's yeah, like I, I think I remember orders. about three. Honestly, over yeah. the past three years, I remember three. So I, I think that it would be a bad idea for Yahoo, especially given the terms that TechCrunch is talking about and that Mashable is talking about. Um, says here, uh, my. Uh, MySpace would be owned by Yahoo in exchange for 25% of Yahoo itself. I, you know, it's $12 billion. It's a lot of money for a lot of spammy profiles and um, a, a platform that leaves a lot to be desired. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree totally. If it was my money, I would, you know, I would fight pretty hard for some kind of a Facebook deal. 
I know they were yeah, and, and, they, and they missed out on that um, last year. You know, they were valuing Facebook, I think, at 1.5 million, and Facebook didn't go for it. Um, you know, I, I think that they missed out on something there for sure, especially given the way that Facebook has taken off in the last couple of, well, even just the last couple of weeks with this new, um, with these new platforms that they've, um, you know, they've allowed people to come in and develop. Um, different widgets and services on Facebook, and as someone who has, is um, using the service, uh, who comes from another country, I've seen so many people from um, countries outside the US and Canada getting on Facebook in the last few few weeks, um, last four weeks, I'd say. So yeah, I think that they missed out big time on that, and um, you know, there are people who are saying that, well, you know, the rumors, well, as this headline says, the rumors of the decline of MySpace are exaggerated. I, I don't know about that. Um, it still drives a lot of traffic if you use it correctly. But, um, yeah, I, I think that it, the social networking thing is being done better elsewhere, and I do think it's only a matter of time, unless MySpace steps up its game a bit. So. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think Facebook would be more of a smart long-term strategy. Yeah, I mean, MySpace is still hot right now, but it's, it's only a matter of time before that starts to drop off. I mean, everybody I know is either gone to Facebook or they're headed in that direction, you know. I don't really know anybody yeah. that's using MySpace anymore. It's just a matter of time before, you know, I mean, they jump the shark completely and just, you know. Well, there's only so much time you can spend denying friend requests from spam sites and, and getting error messages and clicking refresh and, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it gets really frustrating after a while, and if you can get, it better elsewhere, you're going to go elsewhere. So, um, you know, I I don't see it lasting all that long, but I, I do rather like the um, the MySpace icon that um, TechCrunch is using that has been written in the Yahoo's font. I think that's quite amusing. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't think that that would be a good idea, and I'd probably, I don't think it'll happen. But, you know, having said that, I could be proven wrong. So don't quote me on that. Yeah, with the whole MySpace and the, you know, Yahoo thing, it's, I don't know, it's, the deal, I agree with you guys that it's not great, but I'm a bigger MySpace fan than a Facebook fan. It's MySpace is a oh, way no. better system than Facebook. <laughs> why, why are you so a bigger fan of Neil? That's MySpace the question. You can from Facebook. <laughs> why are you a bigger fan of it, though? That's the question. <laughs> um, <laughs> are you a bigger fan for personal uses, or because you like to use it to drive traffic and and basically, you know, spam people for lack of a better word? I'll go with the second one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's you know. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, you know, Facebook does have a better community, but I don't know. It's MySpace drives way more traffic, and you can make so much well, more yeah, money off of MySpace than you can with Facebook. I mean, a good, a, a well-placed link on MySpace. You know, when you, when it's actually when it's not total spam, I guess it would be more what we would call spamming on the square. Um, that can be very useful, but um, I, I think that. The, the problem is you're trying to get legitimate real MySpace users to follow those links. And if these legitimate real MySpace users are jumping ship and going elsewhere, whether that be Facebook or Bebo, you know, MySpace, I think, is, is starting to fill up. But the percentage of real profiles to spammy ones is starting to get higher and higher. So I just I wonder if over the next couple of months it's just it's going um, to deteriorate and perhaps not be so much use anymore. But um, right now, yeah, it's... It's it's good to drive traffic, but I I, I wonder if that's going to go downhill. Yeah, the, the better deal for Yahoo in this as essence is, I believe a few weeks ago they were talking about acquir- or acquiring Bebo. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel that's much stronger, especially if they can uh, try to dominate the UK market. Yeah, and um, Bebo is very big outside of the United States. I know that a lot of people um, in Australia and New Zealand use it, um, although that's not a huge market in comparison to Europe and the US. You know, it's 
it's kind of a, a saturated market over there with um, with Bebo. I was looking on Alexa their data, and apparently Bebo is the third most visited site in New Zealand and Australia. You know, and, and here it's it's the MySpace that, that shows up in that kind of position. Um, I think Bebo is a far cleaner um, site than than MySpace. Uh, I I've played around with it a bit. Um, it is a bit of a ripoff of both, you know, Facebook and, and MySpace, but it it works a lot better. It doesn't crash every two minutes, so yeah, I'd keep an eye on that one. And I think that it would, you know, that would be a better idea for Yahoo. But also, I did I see that that fell through though. Did, that's not going to happen, or was that still kind of pending? I wasn't I wasn't sure if that was actually going to happen or not. Um, I kind of Cameron. I don't read so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't. I'm not 100 percent that that was going to happen either. So, yeah, I don't. I, I I think I remember seeing that it's not, but you know, that yeah, would be a good opportunity. So, yeah. And uh, something else that I saw that was um, interesting today was uh, YouTube going local with nine different country versions. Um, I think that's probably a good idea and something that perhaps they could have done quite a long time ago. I, I don't know what you guys think about that, but um, I think that's pretty. Pretty sweet deal. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a pretty smart strategy as well. You know, I, I don't think they need to go too localized, but I think I think countries is perfect. You know. Um, yeah, well, especially given different language um, options. I guess I'm running here: France, Brazil, Italy, Japan. You know, you you're talking countries that um, maybe don't have a terribly high percentage of people who are going to want to deal you know deal with English the entire time. Um, a specific UK version is probably just more to appease people in the UK because I know the only really thing, thing that we have different language-wise is that we spell everything with U's as opposed to just O-R's like harbour and favour. But, um, yeah, I think it's a good idea, and I like the idea of uh, relative country-specific um, domains because people do like that, um, you know, thinking that it's coming from their own country, and um, more localised content in terms of what's popular in the country at that particular time. I think that that will go over well. Yeah, I think it will too. And I mean, most of the other big properties, or at least a few of the other big properties on the site, you know, do that as well. I mean, Yahoo obviously has different, you know, sites for all the all the countries, and Google does as well, and, you know, a lot of the other big bigger properties do as well. So I think it was only just, you know, a matter of time. And like you said earlier, I think that this is something they probably should have done maybe sooner, but I haven't really seen anybody else do it in that space yet. So, uh, you know, it looks like they're still first to that. And, you know, I, I guess they're going to have a win, win there too. You know, they were the first to be acquired and kind of won there. They're the biggest property. They get the most traffic. And so I guess it just makes sense that they're going to own all those, you know, other geographical locations as well. Yeah. And, you know, I guess, I mean, MySpace did that a long time ago with their uk.myspace.com, and I guess they just launched their German version and um, a version in China as well, which um, is interesting given the political circumstances in that country. But, um, you know, people do like having localized content. The only thing that MySpace does with that that's really weird is that it will present you with the UK version when you're not in the UK. You haven't told it you're in the UK. Um, I'm not quite sure what it does, that it's done that to some of my friends who are in the United States, and they can't work out why they're being served the the British version, and they can't work out how to get rid of it. Um, but I think that just speaks more to some of the ineptitude of MySpace than it does anything else. But if YouTube can do it correctly and not present the wrong version, 
to people, and it doesn't look like they will because they're going to provide you know, YouTube YouTube.fr and YouTube.uk. It's not going to be some weird subdomain thing, as far as I can tell. Um, you know, I think that that will be good as long as it's done right, though. Anybody yeah, have any ideas on how to leverage the local channels? What was that, Neil? Anybody have any ideas on how to leverage the local UK channels? Or um, I guess I mean it. There are different things in different countries that are going to interest people um, in different ways. I think that you know it'll probably depend on. I mean, I don't know what the user base is in in these different countries. Like, is YouTube the most popular um, video site in Japan or in Holland? Um, or do they have their own local versions that people are more attracted to when it comes to local content? You know, like um, uh, Baidu is the most popular search engine in China as opposed to Google or Yahoo. You know, I, I wonder if you're going to start seeing YouTube trying to acquire local channels that are popular in order to try and dominate these um, these local markets. I I would imagine that that's probably going to happen. However, I don't know. I mean, I would, if France has a video sharing network that's more popular. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised know, to see that at all, either to see them start acquiring different properties, maybe if there's like hot properties in those, you know, locations that they could, you know, leverage to own that space. But kind of going back to Neil's question, I think it's, I think it's going to be a lot of the same on how to leverage that in the different locals that maybe it is here, you know, probably building a, a power profile and then just kind of, you know, getting your feet wet, jumping into the community and figuring what kind of content appeals to people in those areas or, or whatever, you know. I would imagine it's a lot of the same type of stuff that people like here, but, you know, obviously there's going to be language barriers and things like that, but I would just assume it's, you know, building the strong profile and kind of understanding what those people are looking for. I think it'll be good if you can leverage the language thing. You know, if you have content that's in Italian, you can actually pitch it to Italian viewers rather than trying to, on YouTube.com, trying to get Italians to look at your site. And and it's such a, the Italian market, just for an example, is such a small market of YouTube as a whole. But if you've got an Italian domain, YouTube.it, I guess it would be, um, you're more likely to be able to target the market that you that you want. And, you know, if you if you manage to get popular... You know, on the home page, or you know, it's, uh, a featured video in a certain market, I think that your exposure will be far higher. So I think that it's it's probably, it's a good thing for marketers and countries that are dealing with languages other than English. Um, but as uh, as my um, language skills go, um, elementary school French, I, I don't I don't know if I'll be able to um, give terribly much advice on how to do that. Well, the problem that I've seen with, like, YouTube is, and I have the Power Profile, Cameron, so I have, a, like, roughly 1,844 natural subscribers and, like, 1,300 natural friends, right? The oh, problem I had was, natural? and Cameron had me submit a video, or if we were just doing some fun stuff, it was, you know, Chris Hooley from Next Student who, and John, they were riding around in uh, scooters or wheelchairs, motorized ones, all throughout Las Vegas, and it was a funny video submitted it, and it barely got any views, and I pretty much messaged all my subscribers and all my friends, and it still didn't do too well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's rather strange. I did see that video, but um, that was because Chris Hooley pointed me to it um, personally. He wanted me to take a look at it, but I think that, you know, it, different sites are going to work in different ways, and I, I don't know, um, you know, why that would be. It is a very entertaining video, though, so... <laughs> Yeah, and I put tags like sex and all that kind of stuff, so <laughs> I was hoping when people yeah. type that kind of stuff, they would find it. 
<laughs> well, you know, I, I think that um, it sometimes is a little bit, you have to have a bit of luck in terms of what goes viral and what doesn't. Um, I'm sure that we've all looked at things on YouTube and thought, geez, that's that's so awful. How come what my really good content or my funny content or that, you know, my content that offers more than that can't get popular? But um, any one of us who's been buried on dig can also attest to that sentiment. So, yeah, and on that note, you just buried the other day. I got. I, uh, I had a story buried yesterday. It was um, hot and upcoming and all topics, and it it was going up pretty good. And um, it got to. I think it got to fifty four digs. And the next time I went back there, it was gone. It wasn't on the homepage. It wasn't on hot and upcoming. And I did a search on it. And sure enough, it had been buried. So that didn't make me a very happy little SEO miser yesterday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was very displeased. I think I am Neil and expressed my displeasure at that. I'll have to get you to submit it next time, perhaps. There you go. So <laughs> I actually even have bad luck myself, too. So I think the last two or three have been buried, and they're actually really good pieces of content. And these aren't paid That's submissions. That's what frustrated me, too, about yesterday is I submitted, well, I submitted a content that it was well thought out. It wasn't spammy. It wasn't for the sake of marketing. It was something that was, um, I thought, relatively entertaining, and I'd put some work into, and... 54 digs later, it was um, six feet under. So that's incredibly frustrating, especially when you see something which is quite obviously marketing spam, you know, doing really well. Um, but what can you do? You know, it's um, it's a community-driven website, uh, apparently. Um, hopefully it really was a genuine berry. I, I don't know. But um, nothing really I can do about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is a quick uh, or perfect time to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back shortly, and when we come back, we're going to be discussing Dig's new comment system. Rush Hour will be speeding right back after these commercial messages. Hang on. Are, are, are your you domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com boys and you girls too. I'm here to talk to you about Milnick Media, the best CPA network, period. They sure know how to deliver, and I know something about deliverance. Now, you want to get paid? Damn right you do. We'll make sure you get your money. Milnick Media's got support people who know their ass from their elbow. Need a new jet ski? How about one of them new fangled plasma TVs? Well, Cousin Jeremy here will hook you up with our performance rewards program. Email submits, zip submits, ringtones, Hell, we got them all! Yeehaw! Hey there, it's Cousin Jeremy. Get on over to M-I-L-L-N-I-C-Media.com and we'll have you so happy, you'll be squealing like a pig. 
outer space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of your new business enterprise. It's ongoing mission to explore strange new domains, to seek out new sites and new monetizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. WebmasterRadio.fm. So logical. You'll go out of your Vulcan mind. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Slam on your brakes. You just reached your final destination. Rush Hour on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, back to your Rush Hour host. Hey, everyone. We're back from the commercials. Uh, ready to discuss Dig's new thread and comment system. Um, I'm actually, I'm on Dig right now, and I'm taking a look, and I can't, I assume by this they mean you can reply to replies. Um, and I, I can't see this in place right now. I haven't, I haven't actually even seen them in place at all. I've seen the screenshots and everything, but every time I go there, I have not even seen the new threaded comments. I understand yeah, how they work. I've seen I the read about it on on TechCrunch this morning, and, and and I'm on Dig right now, just clicking something that's on the homepage. And um, I did read that uh, something broke in the system, and that they did roll back to the to the old version of comments earlier this morning. I was under the impression that it was. Um, that it had been fixed, but obviously not. Uh, I think this is a great idea because it it, it stops that whole um, Twitter-like phenomenon of people replying to the original um, comment and then saying, at so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. It's so hard to follow that, and it's so messy. And um, I really do like the threaded comment systems better, but I like what Reddit does. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing that in place, but right now it, it doesn't seem to be in place. So... Yeah, I like threaded comments better, too, and I, th- I think it's going to help facilitate conversations better on DIG. I think a lot of times the conversations maybe die out be- because they're, they're not totally threaded like that. So I would, ex- you know, I would expect that to kind of, I guess, facilitate those. Yeah, and I know that oftentimes people have conversations on DIG that take up a lot of real estate because they're spread out throughout the p- down the page, and, you know, the context gets lost and... You- People don't know who's replying to whom, and people have such strange usernames that it's hard to remember who you're replying to. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a, a step in the right direction for Dig. Um, whether or not it improves the quality of the commentary on Dig or not is um, probably beside the point, but um, probably still going to have some um, problems with that. But, you know, it's taking a look at it now, and, yeah, it doesn't seem to be in place right now, but we'll see just keep taking back during the day and um, see what the dig community manages manages to do with that. Yeah, it's funny. They had that whole upgrade, and it's, I didn't see anything new from it either. So, But I actually agree with you because if you think, uh, you know, take a look at Reddit or some of the most popular blogs, I think you can actually get more comments in and more of a conversation with the threaded comments. And by doing that, if you get more interaction and more content, Hopefully, you can get more relevant ads showing up or whatnot, and potentially get better search engine ranking. So, yeah, the, the only problem I see with it, and I do see this on Reddit um, on posts that get very popular, is that sometimes the um, the thread just gets pretty out of control, and you know you have long tangents that go all over the screen, and um, because people on Reddit do tend to leave far more detailed, longer replies than people on Dig do. Um, 
sometimes Reddit can get a bit hard to follow like that. I don't know. I guess you could limit it so that you can only reply three comments deep or something like that. You know, um, you can't reply to a comment that was a, a reply of a reply of a reply. Um, because sometimes, yeah, it, it, it gets a little overwhelming. But um, I think at least testing it out on Dig is a good idea. Um, if it starts to get to the stage where the comments go all the way over to the right-hand side of the screen, then they're probably going to want to do something about it. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, and that's actually a good point. And I believe you guys do that even with your guys' blog, where it's you only can reply X amount of times, so you can't keep on nesting the comments, which is perfect, because then it gets way too far, and then people like me I'm with that sure little screen. I'm not sure if we have it built in on SEO Mars that you can't um, comment, you know, you know, reply after reply after reply. I do know that sometimes it gets to the stage where it's so far jammed against the wall that we we modify it and we make them comments of their own because it's, it just looks so awful and it's very hard to read. Um, but, you know, sometimes... Oh, we don't really have that problem very often, though. I think I think people do, you know, get to the stage where they're like, OK, this is going to look really bad, shoved against the wall. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it might be manual when we do that. Definitely. So what else is uh, new in the social media world? Well, I've been uh, following a story on Dig the last couple of days. Um, you guys may have seen it about a woman who um, is getting harassed, absolutely, um, you know, crazy amounts of harassment after um, her former roommate posted a video on YouTube accusing her of stealing his video camera. Did you guys see this? I did. Did you, Cam? I saw the the title in the description on Dig, but I actually didn't click through to read the story. So I yeah, it's, um, it's getting kind of out of control. He, um, you know, it, it 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 started off as a he said she said between a guy who um, said that his uh, his video camera had been stolen by his former roommate, and that this has turned into rather an internet phenomenon now. That says a lot about the power of the internet. Um, that the woman who he accused of stealing the video camera is now getting harassed from all around the world because he posted her contact information in the video, and um, thus on Dig because he submitted the video to Dig. And of course, you know, Dick has a massive user base, and a lot of very vocal people who do like to do like to harass others, um, quite honestly. And um, this 23-year-old from Michigan is now getting emails and phone calls from all over the world because of a Dig story and a YouTube video. Um, and of course, as we saw with Cassie Sierra, people on the internet are pretty no holds barred about what they say and um, the threats they make. And this is, it's getting um, publicity in the mainstream media because of the, the power of the Internet to, um, to affect somebody's life like this and, and this kind of harassment. But, yeah, I, I think that that's something that we all should pay attention to in terms of you know, our actions online and on and social media and, and how that can affect us in the real world. Yeah, I mean, the pro- one of the fundamental problems with the Internet is the anonymity of it. So, you know, you have all these little kids that are hiding behind their computers and nobody has any idea who they are, so they're going to, you know, act tough and, you know, throw out threats or, you know, shoot off emails or phone calls or whatever to these people and just, you know, I guess talk a, talk a lot of crap and things like that. So Yeah, we all like to hide behind the anonymity every now and again. I know that I'm guilty of it. I think that everybody who's ever touched a computer is probably guilty of it. Um, it's just, this is yet another example, and there have been a couple in the past, especially the past year, I'd say, of um, 
of this sort of thing happening. But, um, you know, the, the bigger the, the, the more time that goes on, I think the worse these, these cases get. You know, she, this woman opened her email, I guess, um, one morning and found 300 new emails from people threatening her and telling her to give the camcorder back. And, you know, of course, she denies that she took it. And it's, um, like I said, the, the, the camcorder really is beside the point now. This is far more about the power of Dig, the power of YouTube, and um, the anonymity of the Internet. So and the thing is, I don't really know what you can do about that when it comes to user-generated content and Web 2.0. What can you do? You can't really force everybody to identify themselves um, in any way. And I, I think it's more of just a wake-up call of how you should behave online, how, how you should protect yourself online. The problem that this woman has is that she didn't actually do anything. Um, it was solely the actions of her former roommate that have got her this attention. So that's kind of scary. She didn't put herself online at all, but somebody else did it for her. Yeah, Ouch. I would expect it's probably going to get worse now that it's on dig again, too. <laughs> I think that's probably just <laughs> oh, yeah. a little more fuel to it's got 1,765 digs so far. In fact, I guarantee you if I click refresh, it will be more. Um, you know, it's, it's only going to get worse for her. Yeah. Or pretty scary. Didn't that same thing happen to that with that um, Kathy Sierra chick from Create Passionate Users or whatever that is, that blog? Yeah, that was that was a similar um there was a similar thing that wasn't so much social media as it just it, it was the bloggers fear ganging up against her um i well i mean it got attention on social media but it started elsewhere and um the social media attention in some ways i think actually helps that situation because people on dig and um you know and in the ma mainstream media got behind her and supported her in this case that's just come up in the last couple of days it's the social media community who are doing the harassing um, in this case. Uh, so yeah, it, there's a, there's a lot of power, you know, and it's I guess it's the mob rule phenomenon. But Dig is definitely a mob, and you want to be on the correct side of them. You don't want to have them gang up against you because they can do, they can affect you outside, above and beyond the internet. You know, if they get hold of your contact information, your phone number, your address, things can get pretty scary. Which is, but it's it's very similar to what happened to Kathy Sierra. Yeah, I think it's the mob rule combined with the immaturity of, of you know, probably I, I would assume probably a lot of it is just like little kids. I know when I was like growing up and I was like 13 and stuff and my parents had just got the internet, like I would get on AOL chat and just talk smack all day everybody, you know, like I don't know if I was <laughs> no, just bored It was an amazing thing to do um, for, for me. I remember my friends and I, when, when I was probably the age of an average dig user, I'm thinking 13, <laughs> I might be understanding that a bit, but um, Yahoo Chat was a popular place to go and, and talk smack. Um, and, but now they have Dig, and and now the Internet is far more open and far more easy to access people's information than it was in, in 1996 when I was 12. Um, so you do have a lot of people who don't understand the power of what they're using, I guess, um, harassing individuals who... You know, you wake up, you find 300 emails from a bunch of people you don't know who don't know you and yet are demanding things of you and making threats against your life. This woman's received death threats because of this. Uh, I mean, it's ridiculous, and I, I, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure it is the 13 and 14 to 18 and 19-year-olds who are doing it, but, um, you know, it's not going to make it any less scary for her or for anybody else whose personal information is published online. Oh, yeah. When I, I mean, was a totally kid, they used to actually do stuff about it because I remember when I got caught, 
uh, I was impersonating an AOL member, and I used to talk a lot of crap and then infect people with Trojan horse viruses. But when I was a kid, I actually got caught by AOL, and they used to actually do stuff, and they would be like, hey, you're never allowed to use our software again, or, you know, we can sue you and stuff. And it seems these days more people are getting away with this kind of stuff. What were you doing, though? Did you say you were installing Trojan horses? Yeah. Well, that's probably why, you know. I mean, that's really... Well, that was a nice I thought. I was that, just a little kid, you know. About, oh, the, the thing about Zigbit is scary, I suppose, is that you don't even have to impersonate anybody. Um, you just need a username and, and off you go. It's not, it, I think it's even more anonymous than something like AOL or, or MSN Messenger or even, even Yahoo Chat. You know, it's it's so easy to get onto these sites. It's so easy to um, to create a name for yourself on these sites. So, I, you know, it's... Uh, but, you know... Neil, you really shouldn't have been installing malware on people's computers, dude. <laughs> For some reason, yeah, no, I'm not surprised, though. Because they have my credit card information and everything, too, because it's like you're doing it from your own AOL account. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it, it totally makes sense what you're saying, because now with the social media, it's not one person doing it. It's you've got this whole community who's thriving off of it, and everybody's just ganging up on one person. So. Well, yeah, I mean, it, despite, if, some, if a story has 2,000 digs, I don't know how many people have actually um, viewed the page. You know, when, when, when we get something on Dig and it gets 2,000 digs, it's just you know, astronomical numbers of page views. So it's not just the people who actually dig it or who actually comment on it. It can be a lot more people than that who are even more anonymous than people who bother leaving comments. They don't have to... Um, you, you don't get... You know, if you dig a story, it, it comes up in, under who dug or blogged this. But if you just view the story, it is completely anonymous, and you can still harass a person, you can still contact a person. Um, it's it's a very powerful thing. So, Yeah. And I think we're... Are we about time to uh, go to another commercial break right here, I think? Yeah, we are, so... Uh, we'll be back shortly. <laughs> Rush Hour will be speeding right back after these commercial messages. Hang on. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on genienose.com. Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, genienose.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our referral program. Genienose has delivered results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S.com. Coming up today on Webmaster Radio. Domain Masters. Hello, kids. Welcome to Domain Masters. This is Monty Khan, your host. Another week under our belt and uh, another great show to have tonight. With that said, I wish everybody a good day and uh, be the master of your domain name. I'll see you next on the show, same time, same place. Domain Masters. Tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. On webmasterradio.fm. The destination for education and entertainment. Sink your teeth into 100% original programming. WebmasterRadio.fm And try our daily search cast. It's made fresh every day. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, 
Shakespeare? You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Slam on your brakes. You just reached your final destination. Rush Hour on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, back to your Rush Hour host. Hey, everyone. We're back from commercial break. Um, ready to talk more about social media and uh, the social networking world. Um, I was looking at a link that you sent me, uh, Neil, about KickApps, um, which is sort of a, I guess, a competitor or a counterpart to Ning. Um, only people can use their applications and um, create social networks without actually having the KickApps URL in or domain in their own URL, which is something you get when you get in a, um, when you use Ning. You have your username .ning.com. Um, this whole widget thing really is, is taking off. You know, it's more and more of these applications coming out. It seems to be every day. Um, what do you think? Have you taken a look at this? Do you think it's it's worthwhile? You know, is it going to be a serious competition for Ning? Uh, I have no clue. <laughs> I just think <laughs> <hate> to <laughs> believe about reading. <laughs> I just saw social networking there, so I'm like, hey, this may be cool to talk on our show. But I like I went to the site and I couldn't figure out really what it was about. You know, by looking at it in two minutes or anything like that, it's. Yeah, I went, I went to it too, and I. I mean, I I've played around with Ning a bit. Um, one thing I think that is really cool that they're doing that Ning doesn't do is they are allowing you to have a URL that doesn't include um, their name quite so blatantly. I mean, when you're on Wet Paint, will do that as well. You know, you could have your own URL, um, but when you've got something that says .ning.com. A lot of people aren't going to like that. A lot of people think that that is, you know, unprofessional. Um, it doesn't really matter if you're just creating a an LOL cats kind of site. But if you're actually trying to create a social network or or a wiki or something that, um, you know, you, you're really interested in branding, it's really cool not to have to have their name in the URL. Yeah, I so, agree with that totally. I don't imagine, like, any serious communities being sprung up within Ning. I think anybody that's really serious about it and really wants to, like, build a make a brand out of it or build a company or what out of it or whatever out of it is going to use their their own domain name. It just wouldn't make sense to you know have something .ning.com and actually really try to make that like a full fledged social network or you know some kind of a company or brand that just you know it's just not going to happen. So, but yeah, I took a look at Kick, Kick Apps and it actually looks like a, a pretty good product from what I can see. Yeah, and, I, I, and I like it just found out about it really today, so I haven't had a chance to play around with it either. Um, if it does what Ning does and, and if it can do it better, you know, then that's, I think that can be really successful. And, and like we said, if you're, people who are actually really interested in making money or um, creating a company, creating a brand, are going to love that. So just like what Wet Paint does, um, if you can have your own URL, you're going to take it um, if you're serious. So I think so that... I think the so, thing that's really going to like make or break the kick apps is how easy it is to customize it because I think everybody or at least anybody that's doing it serious they're going to have I guess like their 
their own needs or they're, they're going to want their own features, their own options, you know, whether it's right from the start or eventually. So I think it's going to, you know, I think that a lot of it's going to be like how easy it is to like build onto it or customize it or add features and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's got a lot of potential. Um, I, the only thing that will, the only thing that's kind of, that makes me wonder is that, like I said, these sites seem to spring up, these services seem to spring up once a day. Um, they come on and off your radar and, um, I think, you know, these sites have to actually provide something really cool like what you were talking about in order to succeed because I know that when I was um, putting together sites for the Weird 2.0 Awards on SCR Mars, it got to the stage where you were coming across the same big clones, the same Ning clones, the same MySpace clones over and over again every day. And there were just absolutely thousands of them that you, you know, by the it would be kind of to the stage where by 5 p.m., I would be staring at my computer screen saying, if I see another one of these sites, I'm going to throw something through my monitor because it's just, <laughs> it's so frustrating to see the same things over and over again. So, yeah, it, it, they, they have to provide something really cool and, and, and unique in order to not be lost in the sea of, of um, Web 2.0 nastiness that's out there, I guess. These damn sites need to start designing like um, in a similar style such as Blogger. You know, the one, two, three, this is what you get by signing up. Like kick apps, I kind of got the point now, you know, after your explanation as well as going through the site and clicking on some example sites. But it's why can't they show that in a very clear and understanding way? If you go to the home page, you see all this stupid user-generated content that goes over to some of their other sites or their community. But these guys just need to make it much more simpler and easier to understand. And I think if they do that, that can place them way above the com- competition right then and there. So. Yeah, I'm looking at their homepage right now, and it is very Web 2.0. It's kind of kind of bubbly, kind of doesn't explain much. There are some quotes from people who have used it, but at the same time, if I was looking at it for the first time and didn't know what it did, this wouldn't really tell me um, all that much more. I uh, you said user-generated content social networking at your website today. Well, oh, cool. I, I can click learn more, but I think that, people should really find out on their first visit to the site exactly what they can do to it, um, which is a good thing about something like Facebook. You know, if you're at Facebook and you're not signed in, it says Facebook's a social networking site. Anyone can join and talk to their friends, register now. Okay, I know what it does. I can click the button, register now. Um, you know, there's no more questions. But, um, yeah, the the sea of Web 2.0 is so thick with, um, with crap, I guess, that, you know, I, you know, I, I get very skeptical when I first come across one of these new sites. Yeah, Apps no actually is, has been around for quite a while. Um, I've never really checked out their product, but I've, you know, they've definitely been on the radar. I've, you know, heard their name here and there for probably the last year or so. So I don't know oh, if they were right. just... I, I had heard of them, so I was uh, behind the times on that one. Yeah, I don't know if they were, had just been, like, developing their product the whole time and now they're just launching or what was or what's up with that, but I definitely heard of it before. And maybe yeah. that's just because we work with a partner company that's pretty involved in that space. Like, they build, like, white-label social networks for companies and stuff like that, so that's possibly All the right. reason why I had heard about it. Yeah. But I think they've got a pretty solid team behind it, and I think it's all just going to come down to how well they can execute. Yeah, I mean, there's a million people in the Web 2.0 space, you know, all trying to do the same things, but the ones that, you know, really make it are the ones that really understand on how to execute those and how to, I guess, provide value and stand above the rest of the people that are, you know, trying to do it. Right. And it I, looks uh, like they've got quite the, 
looks like they've got quite a few big names of people using it. They've got like BET, Arena Football League, Craft, uh, Procter and Gamble, RCA. So they've got quite a few big people using this kick app. So uh, you know, definitely something nice, to check yeah, out. It's good to get some uh, big names behind you like that. I'm um, I'm looking at the homepage of TechCrunch right now, and they're talking today about. Um, virtual worlds and virtual goods and the amount of money that people make and and spend online on products that aren't actually real. And this is something that absolutely blows my mind. I cannot understand why you would fork over money for something that's not real. And I, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like the um, the gifts that you can give your friends on Facebook that are not real, that cost you a dollar? Um, Are you serious? You can buy. Yeah, if you go to Facebook and you go to home, in the sidebar, there are gifts that you can give to friends that will cost you a dollar. I assume you pay through PayPal, um, but they're not real. They just appear on the person's profile like a martini or a kitten or um, whatever else they're featuring on a certain day. And people also pay money through PayPal online for things in... Second Life and World of Warcraft, and I just do not understand that at all. You know, when I I go to work, I, I make my money, and when I spend it, I want to spend it on something that I can actually use yeah. tangibly in the real world. Um, yeah. Not, 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 not a, an icon on my computer screen that I could, you know, make with Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I'm not really into using that stuff, that type of stuff either, but I think I can kind of see the point where people would spend money on it. I guess for a lot of these people, maybe this is like their hobby and this is what they do for fun. And in that case, I can see, you know, spending a little bit of money to customize your profile or maybe send gifts to friends or, you know, whatever it is, buy gold or swords or whatever on World of Warcraft. You know, I can kind of yeah. see that if this is really what they're into and it's their hobbies. I mean, yeah, it's not I my cup of tea. I guess the same but as some people might not understand why someone would go out and spend a lot of money on on a snowboard when they don't snowboard. I guess it's yeah, similar yeah. to that. Um, I just, I, I can't understand it, but I, I, I guess you're right. You know, if, if, if that's what you're really into and you really want to really wanna get somewhere playing a video game, then maybe you are going to spend money on, on customizing it or, or, or buying something for it. Um, apparently, according to this TechCrunch article, and, you know, this is a figure that, doesn't seem to be backed up by any evidence, but it says that people spend over $1.5 billion on virtual items every year. Now, $1.5 billion, even um, you know, given the scope of the Internet and how many people are online, that's a lot of money. Um, I, and I suppose they're, they're spending it on stuff like um, Facebook gifts and World of Warcraft um, weapons and gold and, and stuff like that. But, geez, $1.5 billion? You know, you... Wow, <laughs> that's an amount of money that I can't even visualize. Yeah, right. There's a big market there, I guess, huh? Yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, it says that you know, virtual pets, coins, avatars, and and bling. Um, I'm not quite sure what they mean by bling. <laughs> virtual bling. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe I guess you buy yourself like a gold, gold to teeth. begin with. I can't imagine what virtual bling is all about. <laughs> buy yourself gold teeth in Second Life. And <laughs> <laughs> the gold tooth. Lovely. <laughs> You know the people who probably spend that money? It's probably the same people that harass that chick from Dig. They're probably the same <laughs> retards. Yeah, probably. They've, um, in between emailing people they don't know, um, they're buying they're buying bling on Second Life. Yes, it's kind of absurd, I suppose. But 
<laughs> I'm not um, terribly much of a gamer. I I prefer to sort of live in the real world and supplement it with um, the internet rather than the other way around. So. Yes, great stuff. So, um, yeah, I think this is a great time to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back shortly. Rush Hour will be speeding right back after these commercial messages. Hang on. Mr. Scott, I can't get any more information onto our website. I'm doing the best I can, Captain. There's no more room on the server. It's going to blow. Evaluation, Mr. Spock. The logical answer is Lunar Pages. Reputation, reliability, and legendary 24-7 support makes Lunar Pages the host to cling on to. Did you say cling on? Aye, Captain. Sign up at LunarPages.com and get $700 off coffee cup software absolutely free. If you call, they will answer. Lunar Pages it is. Beam us aboard, Mr. For out-of-this-world web hosting, Lunar Rocks. Sign up for web hosting with LunarPages.com and use coupon code LUNATICS to get $28 off. How do you choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com. Slam on your brakes. You've just reached your final destination. Rush Hour on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, back to your Rush Hour host. Hey, everyone. We're back for our final segment on um, Rush Hour. Uh, what do you guys... Have you guys managed to check out all these new platforms that are being developed on Facebook? Um, there, there seems to be absolutely thousands of them I get request every day to add this application, add that application. Um, you think it's kind of tainting what Facebook was all about, which was a, a clean, simple um, social networking site, or do you guys think that it's a good idea? I think it's a good idea. I think it's a, a great idea. I know we spoke about this a few weeks ago on on the show and right when it had first happened, but, yeah, I think it's it's big. I mean, it, it's adds a lot of function functionality and value to Facebook that wasn't there before. I think with like a lot yeah, of these widgets and different things that you can use, I think there's I guess more of a purpose now to use it than just going on there and, you know, writing on people's walls or tagging photos or whatever. There's now all sorts of other ways that you can socialize and interact with your friends. Yeah, I've added a couple of them. I'm um I'm interested in some of them. Some of them seem like you said, you know, just to actually add something to the experience. Um rather than just Sort of a glorified form of instant messenger. Um, I haven't seen. I, well, you know, there are so many of them, and I've seen some that are incredibly cool, and others that are like, you know, um, seem slightly more pointless. Um, do you have any idea how many of these applications actually exist? I mean, I'm looking on the sidebar here, and it says all, and then bracket six hundred, um, but that seems like more of a rounded figure. I guess more and more get added every day. Is that the idea? You can um, create and add your own, or um, yeah, you can actually. I've actually watched uh, somebody did a demo for me on on how to build these applications, 
-hmm. And they're actually relatively easy to build, at least the ones with simple functionality. I'm sure there's some that are very hard to, to develop and things like that, but some of the things are very easy to do. So I think that kind of adds to it where, you know, if a lot of people can make these really simple ads or apps that have like their blog feed or just something really simple and silly that's going to, you know, that's going to kind of clog it up. But it seems like the like the way this the system is set up and everything, it's the useful ones are the ones that are popular and the ones that people use. And I think there's like a, there's a very like viral, like virality to, to, to all that, you know, like inviting your friends and seeing the news feed of what your friends and stuff have added. And, you know, obviously if you see five of your friends that have added one app, you're more likely to check that out than the random app that comes through here and there. So there's a yeah. like a, a, lot, a lot of like viral, viral, you know, stuff goes into this. And it's, you know, the ones that are useful and the ones that provide value are the ones that are seeing the huge, huge adoptions of, you know, the millions of people that are using them or whatever. Yeah. Design-wise, I really like the way they've done it. Um, they've managed to incorporate these things into the um, into Facebook without it being obnoxious and um, taking over from the profile a la MySpace and even Bebo. You know, you can you, there are a lot of widgets that um, you can put on Bebo. It's very widget-friendly. Um, but at the same time, it some of the times those widgets take over the profile and, you know, they jump out at you and they... They spin around, and I, I think that Facebook's done a good job keeping the look that they've been famous for, which is the simple, clean, professional look, um, with adding the applications. Because I was a little concerned at first when I heard about it. I thought, oh, gee, you know, are we going to end up with um, with raw HTML options that mean that people can have pink Facebook profiles that uh, <laughs> that have pictures of Mariah and Terry covered in petals in the background. But no, they haven't done that and I, I think that they've again proven that they're um that they're the leader in this field. So um, I'll have to start adding some more of these applications because like you said, they some of them are really cool but I've I've held off on it because I'm a I'm a bit of a an old school Facebooker that I like my um my photos and my my friend list and I, I like to leave it at that. But I'm yeah, sure I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll check it out pretty soon. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I'm kind of, I guess, the, the old school Facebooker as well. Like, I've checked out a lot of these, but I don't think I've really stuck with any and kept them on my profile for more than a couple of days. Yeah, I've added and removed quite a few, actually. I've, I've, I think I've kept two um, as of right now. But, um, no, it's, it's good to test them out and to see which ones end up getting really popular because it's only been out for a few weeks and it's only really been... You know what, though? It's actually pretty interesting. It's been adopted pretty quickly. There are so many people who are adopting it, and people who I wouldn't have really thought would like to either. You know, people who aren't all that active on Facebook seem to enjoy it. So, yeah, I think it's it's definitely interesting, and it's probably a really good idea for them also to increase their um, marketability to, to people who might want to buy them. Um, you know, it probably makes them more worth, worthwhile as well. And based yeah, on what you guys just said is I think that's why the main reason why they released them. Both of you guys like your simple oh, profile, yeah. right? This way they're not forcing on any of these new features or options to anybody like usually like a MySpace or Bebo, Bebo might do where they just release tons of things. This way it's pretty much you pick what you want, your friends recommend it, so if your friends recommend it, you know, there may be higher chances of you using it. And the best part about this is it doesn't really cost so much money because it's other people developing it. Granted, there may be yeah. more server load and yeah. stuff, but... They're not developing. How about all these this um, this uh, Facebook Marketplace? What do you guys think about that? I, I I've checked that out. You know, I, I've looked through it. I haven't 
uh, bought or sold anything, um, you know, that's um, that's getting into eBay and Craigslist territory right there. It's, that's a pretty interesting idea. Yeah, I don't think that's really gone too well from from you know from what I've kind of seen of it. I don't think maybe Facebook is the right place to for like the to add that kind of a Craigslist type you know classified system. I think yeah, people I'm looking are, at my one right now. It's showing me uh, Washington State University's marketplace, and from today there are only four new listings. So it doesn't seem to be particularly popular for sure. Yeah, I think when people think Facebook, they don't think of uh, a classifieds where they can go and either sell their stuff or they can go and buy stuff. I think everybody, when they think of that, they think of Craigslist. Facebook is more yeah, of a place where you want to go. Yeah, and that's where I would go. I, I see right? listings for housing here. Um, if I was looking for housing at Washington State University, the last place that I would be going would be Facebook. You know, I would be on um, I'd be on Craigslist or I'd be walking the streets of Portland, Washington. Um, you know, I the other thing is that they are. Uh, their marketplace um, link. They've got a small link at the top left-hand side of the screen under applications, and then they often have one in the sidebar of the home of your homepage, um, you know, saying, you know, look what's new on the marketplace. But they are not advertising it particularly. It's kind of like MySpace News. Um, at least last time I checked, MySpace didn't even have a link to their their news site. Their you know their big clone. On their front page, so if you don't promote it and you don't market it at all, it's not going to go very far. Whereas the applications thing, I think they they seem to promote that and market it um, a lot more aggressively. So yeah, and I mean those are things that that help people socialize and connect with their friends and do activities with their friends. Whereas a marketplace doesn't do any of that stuff. You know, with all these apps no. and things, people it's just a enhanced functionality for people to you know do activities on the site or connect with their friends better or whatever, you know, whereas I don't really think the marketplace really fits in that well. To, to yeah, you're, I think that you're right. I think, And I, you know, like I said, I, if I was going to go and if I wanted to buy something or find something um, in, either in the place where I live or where I went to school, the last place that I would be looking for was on, on Facebook. Um, but, you know, it's... Uh, if it if it works for a couple of people, I suppose they'll keep it there. But yeah, it doesn't seem to be doing too well, at least in the networks that I'm a part of. Yeah, I agree. Yep. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the show. Uh, it's great having you on, Jane. And uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me on. I I hope I did okay. I've never been um, I've never been on the radio for an hour before. That's for sure. You did fine. So you you're good, better than us at least, right, Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're pretty um, boring, me and Neil. So um. Yeah, we'll be back, what, Wednesday next time at 3 o'clock or, no, uh, 1 o'clock? 1 o'clock, yeah. I have 1 o'clock no Pacific, 4 Eastern. There you go. 3 o'clock so, uh, somewhere, though, so you're, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're on next Wednesday sometime, so. All right. All right, take care, everybody. See you later. Later. Bye.